Hello and welcome to Home Tree Chats with me, Michelle Louise, uh, from the Home Tree family at www.hometree.co.nz. Um, come and join us there. Lots of cool ideas, tips, hints, workshops about how to human in these changing times. Um, because they are changing and they're kind of crazy and it's such a fascinating time to be alive, isn't it? Oh my goodness. So last weekend I taught at a women's retreat down on the south coast of New Zealand, in the South Island, in the Catlins it's called. Beautiful place. And uh, if uh, I had to laugh at myself, you know, if you'd mentioned the words women's retreat to me, even a couple of years ago, but particularly three or four years ago, I'd have just looked at you a little bit sideways like, oh yeah, we're going to get naked and paint ourselves blue and run around and howl at the moon, are we? And uh, and look, okay, it wasn't a million miles away from that. <laughs> uh, in concept, anyway, it was wonderful, like really grounded, um, incredible women looking to really piece some stuff together for themselves. And I understand, you know, those Saki comments, you know, I would have given a few years ago were really all based from a place of lack in myself of not feeling connected to my femininity. And that's been a massive piece of the puzzle for me to really start to reconnect with all parts of myself. And that's what Home Tree is all about, that reconnection, you know, where do those home fires burn? How can you find that internal connection that seem to have been layered with all the different things that that we've come across in our environment, in our socialisation, in the structures that surround us. And of course, I grew up in the UK. Um, I had a very academic upbringing and, you know, I really was good at school. I was good at university. I was clever. I was smart. And I used my brain to kind of get me through and navigate those times, which were quite awkward in lots of different ways for me. But you know, it gave me validity, it gave me identity to be able to to meet the expectations of that structure and do well and tick the boxes and I felt good about that and that's not 100% bad, is it? I mean, that's my logical strategic brain has done me quite well but it's also brought me down a wee bit when it's out of balance and that's how I felt out of balance and completely disconnected from the woman that I am. And even now, saying it, I think it's only very recently I've been able to talk about myself as a woman and feel really connected to that part of myself. That sounds quite crazy, doesn't it? But I'm definitely not the only one. And I think for men and women alike, being able to connect to your your sexuality and your gender, whatever that gender is, you know, whether you can describe it or not, whether you classify yourself as male or female or, or neither or both or anything I think it's such a wonderful time to be able to really explore who you are and I taught um, at this workshop last weekend and it was a fantastic opportunity to see how far I'd come in the connection to myself and then I was able much more than normal to articulate to a group of people who I was in that moment hand in hand with my femininity and the things I'm still working with and the things that will probably be a challenge now and again for the rest of my life, but that's okay. And by that I mean overcoming some of the things that my body feels and knows from some of the trauma that's run through my female line. 
And I think that would be true for a lot of us, you know. God, I went straight into it, didn't I, today? Sorry, no warming up there, guys. Quick stretch. Stretch it out, shake it off. Um, But that's the reality, isn't it, of the situation. Part of our identity is formed by people who came before us and from events that we actually didn't directly experience, but yet we feel the after effects of. And part of that for me, part of the big part of that for me has been connection with being a woman and my femininity and how so many times that can be tainted by how we're brought up, how we grow, the structures we grow into and the things that have come before and the traumas that have come before. Um, or the events, anything. So, so this workshop was great. And there were, I think it was 16 in the end, women in total, including facilitators. And just all came together in a fantastic group, a supportive group of grounded people, grounded women who really wanted to find some reasons for why they felt disconnected in their life or the problems they were having or the things they didn't know they didn't know. And they showed up for themselves. And I thought that was wonderful. And I showed up for myself by going and agreeing to teach there. And that really, for me, was an important moment to cast aside judgment, which wasn't judgment, really. It was an understanding of the disconnection I felt within my own womanhood. Um, And then moving forward from that, being honest about it, and then not letting it be cast a shadow on things, letting it be the springboard that lifted me up to a greater understanding and actually the same for other people. So that's really cool. We shouldn't be concerned or ashamed about the things that we can't quite get a handle on. I think I've spent so long thinking that my voice isn't quite as adequate as anyone else's because there's certain things I don't know or I need to learn more before I can. But I think there's such value in the individual experience and being able to share how you experience and view the world in certain ways so that we can all understand how each person comes to the same situation differently. There's some power in that, isn't there? But actually what always surprises me, and I don't know why it does, and I saw again this weekend, is how we find people around us who group together with us who are feeling the same things, maybe from a different event, but the emotion of a situation can be the same. I often say this to people that your mind can classify things as experiences, put them in boxes. This is when this happened and this is when this happened. But your body will feel the emotion of something as quite general often. And the, the emotion of something and the feeling may be tapped into more than one event quite often. I would say that is absolutely the case. So if we're going into these things head just with our head, just with our mind and separating them out, without understanding how it feels to be in that situation, we're going to miss out on the things that's connected to and how our body kind of brings that all together. So that's the journey really for me, particularly with discovering what sort of woman I want to choose to be. Um, And that's the key word really here, choice, isn't it? Choice about the direction that that's going to allow me to move forward in in the future and the body that I'm in and being at peace with that. And it's taken me in a really different direction. And I think one of the big realizations I had over the last few weeks, and it kind of really hit me yesterday while I was waiting for my eggs on toast to arrive and um, got all emotional. I thought it's because I was hungry, but it actually wasn't, I don't think. (laughs) Although I do get very emotional when I'm hungry. So just bear that in mind if you meet with me, bring a snack or some sort of cakeage. And, um, 
I just was talking to my partner and um, I just said to him, I've realised that I was approaching parts of my own spirituality or connection with, you know, the energies around me in the same way that I was when I was an osteopath, which is feeling that, let's, for example, say having a treatment centre or, you know, working in that way where I kind of like, this is how I do this and this is how I do this. That was still there and it really surprised me. And I was applying it to my connection to myself and to everything else around me. I got quite emotional about that because I was like, oh my God, let that go and then see what happens. And it's amazing what you hold on to when you don't know what you don't know. And I don't know what happened in that moment that I almost stepped sideways from what I was doing. I could see it from a different angle. And it was very subtle. Like, I've done so much work in understanding my mind because anxiety has been a large part of the things I've had to overcome in my life. And I'll absolutely be talking a lot more about that for sure because it's been so foundational in the changes I've made. But I almost just saw it a bit differently, glinting in the sun there as my eggs came around the corner. And I was just like, oh, um, I am making myself follow the same boxy route in order to find parts of this spirituality for myself or parts of other. I can't think of a better way to say it. Um, but almost that even though the context was different, the approach wasn't exactly the same, but it had hints and elements of the way I used to do before. And in that moment, I was almost like I let go and just went, oh, oh, I don't have to do that. Well, what do I want to do? And at the moment, I'm working on the um, I'm working on the idea that what I actually want to do is to talk about the journey I've had, but in a fun way, in a with my own lighter approach. And it's funny, isn't it, how you can think your personality comes across to people in one way, but actually, in the heart of hearts, how people see you is so different. So sometimes. I see myself as quite serious and genuinely, I mean, in my heart, I know that's not true. I can be very focused when I need to, that's for sure. But I love to laugh and humour and I've got a real funny bone. And being able to bring that to quite heavy topics, especially with my background in anatomy and physiology, that doesn't define anything, but it just gives me this ability to see things a bit differently but it's not even about how I see them, it's how I want to communicate them. And I think that that's something worth thinking about. And this is why I wanted to share that on this podcast today is it's the world's changing and it's not so much now always about what you do as how you do it and the intention and your authentic expression. There we go. God, that's good. Authentic expression. And that is really where I'm coming to is to be able to talk to you and even learning how to talk on a podcast without like clicking my mouth around and making weird slurpy noises so it sounds like I'm snogging the microphone that's you know I need technique to be able to do that but I also want to be able to talk to you expressively from my heart and go this is actually how I'm feeling today and I found now that if I over plan things they don't tend to go as well to plan as if I have an idea of where I'm going and then I just kind of step back and and almost sort of channel or 
allow whatever needs to come in, come in and just work with that. I don't really have a problem talking, as you can hear. But for a while I had a problem talking really authentically and not just from what I'd learnt. Understanding the experience and being able to express my experience was just as important. So, yeah. And for me, that's a really big part of really discovering that the woman I am now is being able to authentically express to you what it is in my heart of hearts to say. And even if sometimes I'm in a really pissy mood, like, that's okay. Don't hide that. Like, if some days I'm feeling like all the best I can do is perhaps brush my hair, which isn't today. Yeah, actually, I haven't brushed my hair yet. But um, I was talking to my sister about it the other day. Sometimes if all you get to do is to make a cup of tea and go, hello, everyone, look, I made a cup of tea. It's real, right? Like, we don't wake up in the morning full face of makeup and hair perfect. And I do feel like growing up in the UK, it gave me quite a distorted version of what being a real woman was. The real woman I am today likes to walk around barefoot sometimes in the garden, occasionally doesn't brush her hair, definitely swears too much. My dad is not approving of that, but the rebel in me doesn't care. Yeah. And is thoughtful and likes to sit back and really like cogitate and think about things and then feel how that feels. And sometimes I do things way too fast, but that's fine because I've worked out what it means to slow down as well. And to savour a moment, I think that's where it's at. I spent a lot of time running through life rather than kind of just seeing what was around me. And my dog, bless him, my lovely Harley, he had a quite nasty accident on his back leg about nine weeks ago. And quite serious surgery, quite serious bone surgery in his back left. And he had to slow down. He, bless him, he had to pretty much be in a crate for six weeks and we're in the rehab stage where he's just starting to relearn how to use that leg. Got a big whacking bit of metal in there. And um, he's had to slow down. And by definition, I've had to slow down because me and him used to be up running those mountains and out somewhere or throwing a tennis ball or blah and blah. Then I realised that all that speediness, all that rushing, we were missing something sometimes and I've connected with him heaps while he's been unwell or recovering. I've read to him and sung to him and then a couple of days ago he got given the all clear to do a bit more and I realised that that engagement on a one-to-one level slightly drifted and he really felt it. So, and I realised that's what I've been doing a lot of my life with myself. You know, if you move quick and you keep your mind full, you don't have to, like, connect as much and that's really interesting, isn't it? So... I'm trying not to rush through things too much, but I can do things quite quick sometimes, like I'm pretty good at getting work done pretty fast and all that, but it'd be worth thinking about what are you trying to distract yourself from? Sometimes that's quite nice, and then you're like, nah, screw it, don't want to think about that stupid thinking about it, and then you realise, oh, that's just my body trying to like distract me. So these things will happen, but I'm starting to waffle now, so I'm going to cut it off. So... <laughs> um. My major learnings from this week have been sometimes how am I still using old processes in new ways? And that's not, as I said, it's not, there's no negatives in that necessarily, but being aware of that is quite important because sometimes you actually do want to change that up. And for the women out there who are listening to this, you know, what does being a woman mean to you and where did those beliefs come from? And, you know, if the women in your life who represented to you in the early years were all struggling with their own things too, be aware that that is going to have an impact on you. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm off to paint myself blue and go and howl at the moon. So thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hometree.co.nz. Thanks for listening. Have an awesome day.